You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. It is hour three of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by our good friends at BetMGM, the king of parlays. Coming up in our final hour, we will pick our favorite six games on the schedule this week in the National Football League. Then we'll do a deep dive into the best game of the weekend in college football. Number three, Michigan, meeting number 10, Penn State and Happy Valley. Zach Seiko, who hosts the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast, will be along. We'll get his thoughts on that matchup. Then at 845. The long-awaited return of the Donkster now that we're back in studio with our best bets tagging along. And, Chelsea, guess who else is back? Take one wild guess. I bet you don't know. Raj. Um, Oh, Raj. Yeah. I did not guess that. It's been a while. Yes, it's been a long time. If you don't know Raj, Roger, I'm sure you could probably guess was his, his actual name. Raj is a guy that just runs everything around here, right? He's essentially a technician, but he knows everything. He's an engineer. So all the behind-the-scenes stuff, if something that breaks, if there's something going wrong, all you do is you find Raj, and Raj will take care of it. And to that end, I was in the break room. I said, Raj, it's been a while. He's like, hey, how's it going? I said, it's going well. How about you? And he said, huh? It's always something. And I said, Raj, you are, you know what? Correct. It is always something. And then as I'm leaving, unprompted, I hear, you want some bacon? And I said, I, thanks, Raj. I had to run. Had to get back down here in studio. So not only did Raj give me a mantra, which always holds true, he offered me some delicious bacon as I was leaving. Chelsea, it's good to be back. So was he cooking bacon? Where did this bacon come from? He just had it. He's magic like that. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if he's making it himself. I don't know if he brought it from home. All I know, all I know is if there's one person in this building who would probably offer you bacon and maybe say, I can fix that television set if you're having a problem with reception, it's Raj. He does it all. He does it all. Good to have. We're going to get Raj on this show at some point. Guaranteed. It just makes me think that he is doing two things at once where he is mm-hmm. opening up a computer and like fixing a problem, but also like frying bacon on like the main board or like whatever term <laughs> that circuit board. you use. 
Yeah, I don't know what terms computers no, use. No, 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 I'm not making fun board. of you. I agree. CD-ROM. I don't know. <laughs> not a computer whiz. Were those I some think, terms? I think Roger <laughs> is cooking bacon in his VHS machine. That's what I think he's doing. Hey, Roger, let me tell you something. This guy actually gave me another piece of advice when we were talking about ideas and something's always going on. He goes, you know, Odyssey, that's our parent company. Lots of ideas from Odyssey. And then he throws in the nug. Maybe we should get some ideas from BetQL. I said, that's a great idea. We're all under the same umbrella. Roger is a walking suggestion box. And I'm going to hit him up with all sorts of ideas, Chelsea. Yeah, you should go to Odyssey and say, listen, we here at BetQL have ideas mm -hmm. and yes. things that you should know about. And number one on the list, we should promote smoking more. I think we should do that oh, on all the stations. Good and then idea. I would love to see the front office's faces when you say this, because mm -hmm. I would laugh. Well, they would say, all right, Jenks, you were real cocky on the air. What's your list of demands? I'll say, please go through Raj. I will talk to Raj. Raj will come to you, and then you can talk to him. I'm not talking with you directly. Roger will be my shield, my representative, my agent, and that's how you handle that situation because there's always something going on, and guess, knows, guess who knows how to handy all, handle all that and multitask? It's Roger. Yeah, he brings home the bacon. Oh, Chelsea, you nailed it. That's a perfect way to end that story. Raj brings home the bacon, baby. Look, it's a great time of year. It's almost Thanksgiving. People like Chelsea are getting ready to put up their Christmas trees. We got plenty of NFL action, so let's get to it. Pick six. Pick six. Shall we start just up the road here in Charm City? Let's do that. Ravens, minus six, hosting the Browns. You know who I don't like? Deshaun Watson. Signed by the Cleveland Browns, he will hamstring this organization for the next two decades. Maybe I'm being trendy here. I don't know. The Ravens look like Super Bowl contenders to me. Watson has been awful at quarterback when he's even playing, which is about half the time because he has that injured shoulder. Ultimately, these are the two best defenses in the NFL. I think the under is a strong play, but also the Ravens have more offensive weaponry. Watson has not looked good. Now we're starting to hear a few conversations about Lamar Jackson having another MVP season, but the Ravens are so good in the red zone defensively. Number one red zone defense in the National Football League. Cleveland, they have issues on offense anyway, so even if they do have any sort of sustained drive, they are going to stall out against this wall of a Ravens defense, which also, by the way, leads the NFL in quarterback sacks. Low scoring game and the Ravens cover. Ravens minus six in Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going to tag in here, and I'm going to take the under. Under 38 right. and a half between Baltimore and Cleveland. Feels like a typical AFC North matchup. The black and blue division. Like you said, these are two of the top three scoring defenses in the NFL. At the start of the season, it was Cleveland's defense leading the way, putting up historic numbers when it came to that defense. But now, guess who the number one scoring defense is? is in the entire NFL. That is the Baltimore Ravens. And also, mm. they have the pleasure of defending this Cleveland offense that's been very pedestrian behind the very rich, um, but very controversial Deshaun Watson. 
Plus, if you look at Baltimore, they've been a wagon to the under when playing at home. Their defense really steps up. The under is hit in 10 of the last 11 games for the Ravens at home. And plus, the last three matchups between the Browns and the Ravens have all hit the under. So let's take the under 38 and a half between the Ravens and the Browns. If you want to watch that game, uh, an AFC North clash, one Eastern start in Baltimore. Big six. Do you feel that in the air? What is that? Is that a is that a fine mist? Maybe there's a leak. Maybe there's a leak in the ceiling? No. You know what that is? That is the Steelers defense salivating, salivating at the thought of facing Jordan Love at quarterback. Oh my God. No way do I trust Jordan Love against this Steelers defensive line. Yeah, it's Steelers minus three. I know Pittsburgh is a walking heart attack when it comes to betters. This team amazingly has been outgained and outscored this season, and yet here they are with a winning record. They will find a way against the Packers. This is a Steelers defense that does not allow more than 40% of passes to be completed against them. That's how good they are. And suddenly, Jordan Love is going to walk into Pittsburgh and start slinging it around, avoiding the Steelers' pass rush? I don't think so. Yes, it will be a sweat. Yes, the Steelers will probably be down after three quarters, and everyone will hate on Matt Canada, and I understand why. But in this spot, at home, with their defense against a quarterback like Jordan Love, this is the play. Steelers minus three in Steel City. Ooh, if you want to bet on the Steelers, you should win like double. These are always <laughs> yeah, sweats, I but I do believe this is the right side for the Steelers playing at home. And that defense has been incredible. And that's what kept them in most of these close games. So I like it. If you want to watch it, it is a one Eastern kickoff on Sunday in Steel City. Big six. Big six. All right, it's time for the dog of the week. For me, I'm taking the underdog here between the Texans and the Bengals. I'll roll with Houston plus seven. I'll play a little bit extra juice to get that key number of seven because I got it at seven earlier in the week. Now it's down to six and a half. And here's why I think people are interested in betting on the Texans. Number one, it starts with CJ Stroud and that offense. Did you know that CJ Stroud has the fourth best passer rating of any quarterback in the NFL? His numbers are this, 14 touchdowns to only one interception. He has played lights out this season. Maybe it's a tall task going against the Cincinnati defense. It's been rather good, but it just feels like a sandwich spot for the Bengals here. Coming off a big primetime matchup against the Bills. Then next week, they've got an even bigger matchup against the Ravens. Maybe they're looking a little past these lowly Houston Texans. And also, the injury report has not been kind to the Bengals here. Yes, Joe Burrow is finally healthy, but two of his best receivers popped up on the injury report. Jamar Chase has been there, but now we see T. Higgins joining him, uh, banged up after last game. So it's enough for me to take the touchdown and more with the Texans. Dog of the week for me, I'll take the Texans plus seven. Oh, I've gone back and forth on this game. This line opened Texans plus eight. That went down to Texans plus six. Now back up to Texans plus seven. Chelsea, good luck to you. It is no play for this guy. The Texans and Bengals kicking things off. One o'clock Eastern on Sunday in Cincinnati. Pick six. Pick six.
I think we have the old squad play here. Sunday night football. Ugh. NFL. Ugh. You're wearing me out. Jets at Raiders Sunday night. I know what I'm doing Sunday night. Not watching this game. Let's go under 38 and a half at minus 150. This is my favorite play of the week. And I am not afraid to lay the juice on a higher total. Do you think Zach Wilson will be able to move the football on the Raiders defense? I don't think he can move the ball against a bunch of Boy Scouts learning to play defense for the first time. He is a bad quarterback. He's nervous in the pocket, doesn't have great footwork, just doesn't take care of the football. And there is a possibility Aaron Rodgers will return at the end of the season. We'll see if he can manifest that. Regardless, I'm not trusting Zach Wilson here, who just can't get it done. On the flip side, you've got Aiden O'Connell, who has shown some promise. AOC is the call him out in Sin City, but he's just not ready for this Jets defense. The Jets defense is one of the best in the game. They just held Justin Herbert to a career low in passing yards. Also sacked Justin Herbert five times. And the trend's working in your favor as well here. Jets, five and three to the under this season. The Raiders are seven and two to the under. The number already down to 37 in some spots, went down to 36, now back up a little bit. I'm taking it under 38 and a hook. Jets at the Raiders, God help us, Sunday Night Football. God, isn't there somebody in politics that's AOC? Alexandra yes. O. Cooper? I don't know. <laughs> yes, Alexandra <laughs> O. Cooper. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. You know. Do you know? She's oh, yeah. Pretty it's pretty popular. Oh, I, her name nobody is knows alexandra <laughs> what is uh acasio alexandria acasio cortez there you go okay or i was Aiden never gonna get that take your pick <laughs> one of the two all right so we don't know politics as much or at least i don't here on the show but we do know one thing and that is betting you can complain about these trash primetime games all you want or you can hop aboard the cash money train that's been the unders in primetime. Primetime unders this year are 23 and seven. You see the Raiders and the Jets. Do you think this is the team that's gonna break the trend here? Hell no, it's not. Start with the offenses. You trust Zach Wilson to put up points here? This Jets offense? Uh, you trust AOC, Aiden O'Connell to get things going? against this Jets defense? No, I don't. This Jets defense is top 10 in the league in most statistical categories against the pass when it comes to scoring defense. So it is twofold. You get two bad offenses and one really good defense. And I think that equates to one thing. And under, another primetime under that has been the play all season long. Let's hit the under 38 for minus 125 between the Jets and the Raiders. Oh, I love it. Squad play, baby. That's what I'm talking about. It's Sunday night football in Sin City, 820 Eastern. Oh, my God. We need better games than we've had this week. I love this play, but I am not going to watch it. Why do you think primetime unders or not even primetime unders? I feel like unders in the NFL for the first time in a long time are sort of dominating the, the totals betting and that unders have more often than not been the right side. Oh, they have been the play this year. I think the pendulum eventually swings the other way when it comes to mm -hmm. the normal run-of-the-mill slate games. But primetime unders, especially on Thursdays, it probably has something to do with the short week. 
And it probably has something to do with the teams that we have been selected for some of these primetime mm-hmm. matchups. So eventually the pendulum will swing the other way. I just don't think this Sunday is the night that it swings. Like Zach Wilson, <sighs> he's hanging on to that pendulum for dear life and it's not going anywhere. I agree. He's just kind of hanging in. The offense is frustrated. They can't really do anything. So Jets had their three-game winning streak come to an end, but they are just, like you said, they're just holding on until Aaron Rodgers returns to the lineup. Coming up next year on the show, James Franklin needs a signature win in Happy Valley. Is this the weekend he finally gets it? We're going to talk with Zach Seiko from the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast and preview Penn State and Michigan. It is next on the Daily Tip from VQL presented by BetMGM. That's when we come back. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show on a Friday, football Friday. The Daily Tipper Becky Well, presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, a preview of Michigan and Penn State when Zach Seiko of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast joins the show. Chelsea, I read an article yesterday, and this made me very happy. You know how you always see these articles. Oh, I stopped doing this for a month, and my body improved. I stopped doing this, and I feel so much better about myself. So this popped up on my feed. Of course it did. I'm a Diet Coke fiend. I drink a ton of Diet Coke. And this girl was like, I stopped drinking Diet Coke after drinking it daily for 25 years. And a Harvard nutritionist said, I did my brain a favor. But what's funny about this is that the first part of the article, she says, I did this for a quarter of a century, Diet Coke every day for 25 years, and then I stopped, and she noticed no difference in her body at all. She said, I don't feel any different. I feel exactly the same. I look exactly the same. Well, there's got to be something here. Let me go talk to a nutritionist at Harvard. And, of course, the nutritionist was like, yes, this is good for your body. You're not putting artificial sweetener in your body. Okay, fair. But also, to my point, if you do something for 25 years, it's supposedly a problem, and then you stop, and you don't notice any difference whatsoever, maybe uh, maybe you weren't really doing anything wrong in the first place. Of course, a nutritionist is going to say, hey, I ate, I stopped eating carbs. A nutritionist would say, mm, that's good. That's good. Not too many carbs. If I said, I don't drink as much coffee as I used to, a nutritionist would say, that's good. You're doing you're doing well for your body. You're not drinking as much caffeine. So I'm glad this lady had to go to Harvard and talk to an expert in the field to say, oh, I definitely did the right thing. I think you did the wrong thing because your body looks and feels the same. Yeah, but don't you, you don't even feel some problems with your body. Like when people get cancer and stuff, like you don't oh, feel God. it. But, like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, there are things that can be wrong with your body and you have no idea unless you get your body checked out. So, like, she could have had all kinds of problems. But she's like, well, I don't feel any different. Well, that doesn't mean that you're healthy. Like, what would we need doctors? She has a clean bill of health. Based on feel. It's like, based on feel, I'm fine. 
and then people just dropped dead. Isn't that like what happened in like the Middle Ages? Like they didn't have doctors. They're like, well, you're dead at 32. Sorry. In the Middle Ages, they just said, hey, it's time for a good bloodletting. You're not feeling good? We'll let you bleed out for about an hour. We'll get all <sighs> that stuff out of your system and, and you'll be fine. And if you don't make it, well, hey, you lived to 35. That's a long time. Yeah, it's really old. Like you talk yeah. about running backs being old. Like they were like, man, she's hit 15. It's all downhill from here. All downhill. You already peaked. Ooh, that's terrible. Let's talk to someone who is young and spry, who does not need a bloodletting, who is going to impart his knowledge upon us. We're talking about Zach Seiko. He is from the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast and a PSU grad back in 2018, also a contributor to the rival site for Penn State as well. Zach, good morning to you. And first of all, we have to mention, this is a great setup that you have. You look, if you're watching us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash badql you have a nice setup here you're clearly a penn state guy just how jacked are you for this is the marquee match of a college football this weekend i mean it's a chance to save penn state season that's the way the yeah. nittany line should view this the the part of the fan base a significant chunk of the fan base has sold out on this team forever 10 and 2 but this is the chance whether people think they can or they can't this is an opportunity to actually do it because if you beat michigan you are in the college football playoff conversation once again and you have the only loss you have is to ohio state who is the number one team in the country according to the committee i am mesmerized by this ticker behind you that is displaying all of the penn state stats i'm like blocks per game man this is great info because I think it's for basketball. I don't think you have blocks in football. Or I guess you do, but it's yeah. not a stat that would be on the ticker. But I think the outside narrative for Penn State is simply put that people don't think James Franklin as a head coach can win this game. Do you think this is a narrative that is fair? And do you think this is one that will be tested this weekend? Well, it is fair because the, the record shows that, that James Franklin's not good against Ohio State particularly. Michigan, the past decade, if you look at that series specifically, Penn State's four and six. So it's not overwhelmingly in one side like it is Ohio State because if they didn't have the block field goal in 2016, it would have been going into double-digit years since the Nittany Lions beat the Buckeyes. But that's besides the point. And then you have the record, top 25 teams, top 10 teams, top 25 teams on the road. The, it's not flattering. Is James Franklin overrated? And there's other people that have had these conversations. He's not overrated. He's actually properly rated, but is James Franklin and Penn State overachieving? No, they're not overachieving. They're a 10 and two team. I look at this team and I look at this program over the past, I would say five, six, seven years. And they're almost on an island because they're too good for the what's behind them in the college football rankings, right? They take down Utah. They absolutely embarrass them in the Rose Bowl. It's not a competition. But then they don't necessarily get pummeled, but when you start to put them in that elite conversation, Ohio State, Michigan, and hypothetically, right, the Georgias, uh, Alabama, you know, just a couple of years back, but, you know, Georgia, Michigan in this case, there's still a sizable gap in Penn State's far from that conversation but they're also ahead of the rest of the pack too so they're in this they're in their own little world at this point with too good for everybody else but not good enough for the elite teams Zach when you look at Michigan they have dominated every opponent this season at the same time 
they really haven't played anyone significant, certainly not anyone on the level of Penn State. So how much does that play into maybe Penn State pulling off a shocker here because Michigan has not been tested? Well, that was also the case in 2022. And I will be one of the first to probably still admit that I thought the Nittany Lions were going to win that game in 2022. We found out the Michigan Wolverines were much better. Uh, Michigan could do a lot of things in, in Ohio State. I thought Penn State would do this as well because of the schedule that they have. Michigan concealed some stuff. They, they were very content with running a vanilla basic game plan for the majority of the season. So what was on tape is what Penn State had to work mm. with in 2022. Is that a similar case here in 2023 that Michigan, because the luxury of this easier schedule, well, they don't have to go deep into the playbook. They can rest their starters in the third going into the fourth quarter because they have that benefit, that luxury. Penn State ha has played Ohio State, right? They, they've played but West Virginia, Maryland, some other more competitive teams across college football. But I, I still sit back and believe that we haven't seen everything from the Wolverines because they haven't had to show it. However, you look at the statistics last year, six and a half yards per carry as a team this season, four and a half yards per carry. And that's interesting to me because of the schedule that you brought up, it's a weaker schedule. So why aren't they averaging the same clip on the ground when Michigan is clearly that ground and pound type of run first team? What has to happen for Penn State to keep it close or even win this game? Turnovers. Turn turnovers. Mm -hmm. If you can, uh, J.J. McCarthy has been flawless outside of Bowling Green, oddly enough. All three of his interceptions come against <laughs> Bowling Green, a MAC team. And I don't want to disrespect Maction, right? That's Maction season uh, on, <laughs> on Tuesdays. But uh, besides the point, but that's how you do it. Penn State. The defense is elite. It's the offense that is holding this team back from being a, a true consensus college football playoff contender. If they beat Michigan, of course, the conversation changes. But what is limiting this team from a whole is the offense. And the defense has been setting up the offense nicely. You have 27% of Penn State's offensive drives starting on the other side of the 50 in opponent's territory. That's a really good showing by the Penn State defense, but the offense who... Yes, they beat up on teams like UMass, and they put up almost 40 against West Virginia. They just put up a 50 bomb against Maryland. The offense is getting helped out by the defense here. You do need to see more out of that. But the difference in that Ohio State game was Penn State, uh, the fumble recovery that was for a touchdown got called back. You're going to need those kinds of plays against Michigan if you, tr if you truly want to win this game and not just keep it close and, and be around it. We're talking with Zach Seiko from the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, also a contributor to the Penn State Rivals site. What is the key to the Penn State offense here against that Michigan defense, which has locked down virtually everyone? Is it turning Drew Aller loose? What is the key to maybe trying to penetrate the Wolverines and get in the end zone? This is interesting because Penn State knows what kind of team they are. They're very strict with their identity this mm -hmm. season that – this is a conservative offense, whether that's the passing game. And James Franklin has been at least limited with his praise. He said Keandre Lambert-Smith and Trey Wallace are, are the guys. But outside of that, he really hasn't given any, any praise to the wide receivers. And that's kind of telling. We've been asking that as a local media now for six months. Who is it, coach? Who stood out? Not even a word about Dante Cephas. And, of course, he's coming off the two-touchdown game. 
Drew Aller's been very cautious with the football. It's turned into one interception and a fumble that's not his fault, but two turnovers by the Penn State offense. That's really impressive. In that same breath, this offense isn't exactly dominant, overwhelming. They're not taking the risky plays. Drew Aller, at his nature right now, maybe this changes over the course of his college football playing career. He's a conservative quarterback. Does he have the arm talent to do it? That's what we're all seeing. That's what we're all thinking. For Penn State mm-hmm. fans, that's what they're all hoping. But I think when you do have limited playmate, I, I like Keandre Lambert-Smith. I like Dante Cephas. I don't think Trey Wallace plays in this game. I like the tight ends. But there's still not that Marvin Harrison Jr. type of player on this Penn State team. So what Penn State's going to do is rely on its elite defense, have them set up the team as a whole, and protect the football and not put it in harm's way because you don't have to. And it's worked up until this point other than the Buckeyes. All right, so we're a betting show, and I am looking at this total of 45.5 because everything you've kind of laid out makes me think that this is going to be a lower-scoring game. But again, it's hard to tell with Michigan because they haven't really played anybody. Do you think we're going to see points at a premium here, or do you think that one of these teams can let loose and actually score some points here? I've heard a couple different approaches to this. It's There's the saying that what's always has been doesn't have to be, right? Just because it's happened in the past doesn't mean it needs to continue to keep going on. So J.J. McCarthy and Drew Aller are very talented quarterbacks. They're both former five stars in high school. But that's their high school rating. When I look at what these teams are right now, and I think about it from, and of course, you know, from the betting angle, these are two teams that do not like each other. These are two conference foes, whether you want to describe it as a rivalry or not. Jim Harbaugh, James Franklin, Penn State, Michigan hate each other with all with all the things that have been going tossed around in the media. These are two teams. So I think of that like NFL division rivalries, the Steelers and the Ravens. Those are typically lower scoring games because they're nasty division rivalries. This is almost the same sort of sense here. You also have the two top defenses analytically in the country. Michigan's the consensus, depending on what rankings you look at, it's either Penn State at number two or number three. So couple that with two identity, like teams that are run first teams, even though they have very good quarterbacks in terms of just untapped potential and talent. We've seen more out of McCarthy because he's been in college football, but going up against the number one and number two defenses analytically, what is on the line here, right? Games that are, I know it's not a primetime game, truly. It's a you know, big noon kickoff, right? But games that are have a lot of implications for this. You're going to be more cautious with the football. It's like a game seven in basketball. You're mm-hmm. going to be, the possessions, the drives are going to be extended. You're not going to try to open it up and say, okay, let's, let's bring out the air raid offense all of a sudden against Michigan. You do that against teams like UMass, Maryland. You don't do it against the number one defense in the country in the Michigan Wolverines. So I think both sides are going to be looking to avoid to make that detrimental mistake. And James Franklin said to the local media, don't, or at least in, in approaching, he was speaking to the fans. Don't be mad at us. If the score is zero to zero after the first quarter, that's all mm. I'm going to say there. <laughs> he is Zach Seiko host of the locked on Nittany Lions podcast and a contributor to the Penn State rival site. Also follow him on Twitter at Zach underscore Seiko. That is S E Y K O Zach. We appreciate it. Great knowledge. Thank you. Yeah. Happy to happy to have uh thank you for so much for having me on the show. Glad I could join. You bet. And what a great background too. I need one of those.
I can look back. I can see the college football schedule, and I can say, oh, looks like the NASDAQ is down in pre-market trading. Get a little bit of everything there, Chelsea. That's what we need. Well, the problem is it's not for you. It's for the viewer because he can't see that. Like You can't be turned around and looking at it. I guess you can see yourself in the, the monitor, but I yeah. feel like it would be kind of distracting. It's like when there's a TV game on, or a, a any kind of sports game on at a bar, at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I don't care how bad the game is. I'm going to be watching it. So apologies to whoever's trying to talk to me. Well, I would have it in the background, and then after my hit is done, I'd turn around and just stare at it the entire time. Just watch at it. Just sucked in. Just like that TV you're talking about. Coming up next, the real star of the show is about to return. The Donkster is back, along with Best Bets. Next on the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Going to wrap up a football Friday next. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back on a football Friday. The Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM Double D. Oh, the weekend is finally here. Thanks for spending your week with us here. I'm Michael Jenkins, live in D.C. She is Chelsea Messenger, live in Nashville, Tennessee. Chelsea, what's on the docket this weekend? Now you've decided you're putting up the Christmas tree, yes? I think so, because I need to get all of my decorations down, and the theme needs to be right, because the big question in our household is, are we going to go with the classic and simple gold and white that matches our decor or do we do traditional mm. colors where you put the reds and the greens because in the past i have gone very simple and understated and i will match the decor of our house like when we had the condo it was silver and white and i think it does look really good when you have like the the understated colors but at the mm. same time when you think of christmas and all the nostalgia that goes with it you think of all the colors and like the reds and the greens. So I am torn between True. the aesthetic Instagram look of, you know, gold and dark green and white and just going crazy and let like all of the colors fly on our Christmas tree. I know these are very tough problems and mm, I know you guys yes. will keep me in your thoughts and prayers. You know what though, Chelsea, I love that journey <laughs> for you trying to figure out your Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. I love that for you. Yeah, because this is a big thing for like suburban housewives is figuring yes. out the aesthetic of colors. I don't know how many family pictures I've seen where the entire family is wearing beige. And like of oh, all God. the colors, like I will do an aesthetic, but I won't go that far. Like I'm not going to make everybody wear like burlap sacks because that's what it looks like. Have you seen yes. this on Instagram? Like it does look yes. cohesive, but at the same time, beige? Come on. It looks cohesive. It also looks like a group picture from the UPS store. Awesome. You guys are all in brown. What can beige. brown do for you? What can brown do for you? You're all the same color. Hey, I just want you to know that I was supposed to get a package delivered yesterday. So when you guys are done with this photo, if you could please check the tracking number, that'd be great. That's what it looks like to me. 
Chelsea, coming up next on Make Your Daily, John Daigle from 444 and BetSperts will talk NFL. And if you missed our chat about the current playoff odds in the National Football League, the futures odds at BetMGM, oh, we got you covered. All you have to do is download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts. It is about that time. Let's find out our favorite bets for the weekend. Time to place your bets. Chelsea, you have had a five and three week. Very nicely done. Where are you going this weekend? All right. It is time to bet on the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. My Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go with Will Levis over his passing yardage prop of 217 and a half. If you have listened to our show throughout the week, you could have got it at 212 and a half when we talked about this, I think on Thursday. Yeah, I think that was yesterday. But anyways, this is going up for a reason. Number one, Will Levis has hit this in both games he has started so far. And number two, the matchup suggests it. The Tampa Bay Bucks are giving up the second most passing yards per game of any team in the NFL. Yes, it has to do with their secondary and also the fact that their run defense is really solid, giving up fewer than 100 yards per game, and it's a top 10 unit when it comes to running the football. So you got to throw it to beat the Bucks. And I think that's the way it's going to go for my Tennessee Titans. Plus, the Titans coming off a bye week. They've had more time for Will Levis to learn the playbook and get some of those reps under his belt. So I will continue to ride the rocket that is Will Levis and his passing yardage prop. Let's go over 217 and a half for Will Levis against the Bucks this week. Chelsea, you know I'm going back to the old stick and puck. Heading to the ice and headed to Toronto tonight. The Flames taking on the Leafs. I'm going over six and a half goals at minus 135. I just think we see a ton of scoring in this one. There have been at least nine goals in each of Toronto's last three games. Goals all over the place. As for the Flames, they've scored at least three goals in each of their last three. And the netminders on both sides... There's certainly potential there, but they are off to not great starts. Toronto's Joseph Wall, 16 goals in his last four games. Jacob Markstrom has given up at least two goals in every start this season. Over six and a half is the play in Toronto. Ooh, the net minder. Maybe I'll be the tree minder of our household. I'll be minding the Christmas tree. Yes. And I think that should be a term. All right, so yesterday, the eight ball, we didn't have time for him because we were running out of time. So now it's time to give him his proper due. Eight ball, let's bring you in. Let us gaze upon the glorious magic eight ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> so we have it all on today's show. We got the donkster coming up. We got the eight ball. All of the props are involved. So how about my prop? Eight ball, do we like Will Levis over his passing yardage prop of 217 and a half? Eight ball says, <sighs> outlook not so good. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, over one, Chelsea. Try it again. All right. So how about the Flames and the Leafs over six and a half goals? Eight ball says, most likely. Yeah, there you go, eight ball. Check out the eight ball. Check out each and every show on the BetQL network. It is easy to do. Twitch.tv slash BetQL Chelsea. One bet on the card. Yes, being conservative here. So I can end on a winning week, no matter what.
I like it. I'm also going back to Toronto for another bet tonight. Leafs money line, minus 150. This is a cheap money line price on a team that should win this game. The Leafs have owned the Flames 7-2-1 in their last 10 against Calgary. Leafs have the better offense, 12th in goals per game, 8th in shots per game. And when Jacob Markstrom is in the net for Calgary, the Flames haven't won a single game on the road. 0-3 with Markstrom in net. In fact, the Flames are only... Two and seven overall with Markstrom between the pipes. Maple Leafs money line minus 150. And get a little juicy here because this line's kind of been all over the place. UNLV minus two and a half. Hosting Wyoming, it's at minus 158. Yeah, I'll lay it. I don't care. Below that key number of three. Love it. UNLV is the number one team in the country against the spread. Eight and one against the number. Wyoming, six and three on the season. Guess what? Perfect six and oh at home. Oh and three on the road. UNLV motivated and in line to win the Mountain West title. Let's go UNLV minus two and a hook. And now, if you think I'm a degenerate, wait until you get a load of this next guy. It's time to get crazy with Double D's College Football D-Gen Parlay. All right, let's get yeah. right to it, baby. Washington minus nine and a half. Old Miss plus ten and a half. Duke plus 14. Oregon minus 14 and a half. I have Maryland on the money line, Missouri on the money line, Central Florida on the money line, and I am taking the under in Iowa and Rutgers. Under 28, Iowa Rutgers. Yes. Total odds 1,998 to 1. $5 wins you $996.37. And by the way, Penn State wins on Saturday. Late field goal. Let's go. Go Penn State. Beat Michigan. Your voice is almost out already, Double D. You're going to be using sign language by tomorrow at noon. What's that? I said that's what happens when you're sick all week. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Get to feeling better. Get that win. Okay. It's time for your BetQL five-star best bet. For everything you need. Oh, God, there he is. It's the doctor. For everything you need to become a better, better, download the BetQL app. Folks, he has been in the darkness for two months. Now he's back. Ladies and gentlemen, the Chalk Donkey. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. The doctor. Back, back, back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Oh, good Lord. Thank you, Double D. Good morning, everyone. Where have I been? Is this St. Louis? No, no. You're here in studio, Doxter. You're here. That's right, Dad. I've been on the darkness retreat. I haven't seen the light of day for two months, and I've learned a lot about myself. It was just like Aaron Rodgers when he had those smooch poops, and he was an MVP. I think I could be one, too. Hi, Chelsea. Oh, my God. You're already talking about smooth poops. Get him out of here. He needs to go back in the darkness. I've learned so much about myself. I love grains, wheat, oats, rice, corn, barley, rye, and quinoa. God. Oh, God. I don't think that's right, Doxter. Let's, let's, can we please just get to the beds? Sure. 
Falcons at the Cardinals, over 43. Also, I'm laying 15 points with the Oregon Ducks, hosting USC. And now, I have a special intro from a show that is called BetQL Daily. It's Joe Ostrowski. Good morning, Joe-o. Good morning, Dunkster. Oh, Where you been? Oh. I miss you. Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry about that, Joe-o. He's, uh, he was fired up this morning. He had a lot to say. Where was he? What was going on? Bender? Ben Looked like it. <laughs> Dehydration. <laughs> okay. They use in the NBA. Yeah. 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 Dry him out a little bit. He's all right. He's back. He's back. Okay. You just need a little time. Yeah. What's going on the show? Uh, you know, a football Friday. We'll uh, try to limit the Thursday night football conversation. Sorry, world. You, you know, Amazon knows it's going to be bad when they, they start bringing in the Kelseys in like the first quarter of the game. Into oh, the God. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. What was with that? Can you hang around? Why do we mean Jason day? Kelsey? I, I'm done with the whole thing. Yeah. How did he make, become a finalist? And not that I'm one to speak, but I'm just asking, Chelsea, how is he a finalist for Sexiest Man Alive? Whoever the agent is for the Kelsey brothers deserves some oh, kind man. of medal. Like yeah. Chris Jenner is shaking in her boots right now because whoever has been promoting them is killing it. Yeah, the entire interview, I'm like, okay, he's going to retire at the end of the year and he's going to be on the set of Amazon making a lot of money. Just so, maybe mm -hmm. replace Kirk because Herb Street sucks at NFL. Uh, Football Friday, join us next three hours. <laughs> Joe leave with a bomb before he goes. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. That's going to do it for us here on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Thanks for spending your week with us here. For Chelsea Messenger, Bill Roland, Mapasani, David Double D Dykstra, and the Donkster, I'm Michael Jenkins. Have a great weekend. Stay fit and humble. You've been listening to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.